Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, August 7th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen. And Shane, it's getting crazy here. It's a wild bubble down in Florida. It's Michael Porter Jr.'s world, and we're all just living in it. Yeah, it was first. First, it was uh, TJ Warren. Was uh, He was playing like MJ about every night. And then all of a sudden, Michael Porter comes out of nowhere and just, just you know, tearing it up down there. And uh, it was pretty impressive that you kind of predicted it, the, you know, the day of the day he, he had his big breakout game uh, when he put up, what was it, 37 points. Uh, you had you predicted that he didn't look good and you liked him and uh, you, you might have had a debate with someone about it, you know. I don't know uh, who you're yeah. talking about. Who could that have been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a, that was a good call out there, and it was like, man, we just need to lock him in every every night now. Who would have thought Michael Porter Jr. was going to be, you know, 60, 70 percent owned uh, chalk there? And then, uh, you know, also for yesterday's games, you had guys like James Harden and uh, you know Damian Lillard just goes on absolute on an absolute tear. So it's exciting watching these guys go. And uh, you kind of worried about the Lakers a little bit there. Like, you know, I know LeBron was out, but they just look flat. I've watched their last two games uh, and AD doesn't look really that good. And, and LeBron looks kind of flat and like, who else do they have if, if, with, if, uh, if they're not just relying on those guys. So you're kind of worried about the Lakers a little bit to see if they're, are they going to be able to flip the switch when it gets to playoff time? So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. It's fun to see some of these young guys break out, though. So it's really fun to watch it right now. Yeah, there's been some terrific individual performances. But interesting dynamic how things have kind of changed. A lot of the stars were excellent in the first game or two. And now we've sort of hit that lull in the middle of the bubble here where we're getting to see a lot of these younger players get more minutes. And we're seeing teams rest guys like LeBron tonight. And so more than ever, it's it's really important that – you dig in and uh, follow the news with us. Uh, jump in as a member. Uh, it's, it's a great time to jump in as a member because, you know, we don't we don't use optimizers at DFS Coach Talk. We're not against them, but the way we the, we gain our edge is by using the eye test, watching all the games. And so we've been doing that, and we know when there's a, a late swap and there's a new player coming into the mix, we know right away, you know, how we want to react. I mean, Tyler Hero was locked in for us as a highlighted core play on DraftKings, and he smashed today. You know, we saw that Dragic was out, Butler was out, and so it was kind of a no-brainer. You know, Coach, uh, right when he got that news, you know, he called me and said, we got to get Hero in. And uh, so that that's how we do it here. Um, we use our, all of our years of experience watching the game, um, using the eye test, you know, obviously following the stats as well, uh, you know, to make our pivots and make our final decisions. So um, if you're new to the program, uh, what you can do as a member with us is you get the full FanDuel lineup for every sport. Uh, golf's off to a great start today. Uh, on on DraftKings, we had uh, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Gary Woodland, and Shane Lowry highlighted. Those were our three core plays on DraftKings, and they shot four under, three under, and two under, respectively. So awesome start in golf. Um, and so, like I said, you get the full FanDuel lineup in every sport. Right now, obviously, we're just covering basketball, baseball, and golf, waiting for football. 
Shane and I are going to lead the charge on that uh, come September. So uh, that's the other thing. Nice thing with our membership is uh, one one payment gets you coverage for all the sports. So you get the lineup on FanDuel, the coaches clipboard on DraftKings. So go to DFSCoachTalk.com and pick up our weekly, monthly, or annual membership. And then you'll get right into our Discord for uh, lineups, lineup advice, player advice, and you know commentary interaction with us throughout the day. You know we're always um, answering members' questions and talking about different lineups and pivots. So certainly invite everybody to to jump in now. Uh, let's see, Shane. What do we have here today? We have the next NBA slate. It's the Friday, August seventh slate. It's uh, six games will be played. We're just going to talk about the main slate, the five-game slate on DraftKings and FanDuel, 4 o'clock Eastern. There is an early game. It's Utah against San Antonio. So um, if you are uh, if you want some advice on a showdown slate, uh, jump in as a member. Let us know. We'll be happy to do that. It's going to be an interesting one with all those guys out for Utah, Conley, Mitchell, O'Neal, Gobert. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be wild. So um, definitely tune in with us if you'd like on, on that. But otherwise, we're just going to jump into the main slate here. And I want to start by thanking our sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Uh, terrific uh, promotional offer uh, like I did last time. I'm not even going to give you the details. Just go to our website. It involves a match. It involves a, a free play. It's terrific. You don't want to miss it. So go to our website to get that offer and use the promo code COACHTALK. And while you're there, look at the terrific offer from TVG. That's where the world watches and wagers on horse racing. $300 risk-free bet on our website. So highly recommend that if you're into horse racing. Even if you're not, uh, give, it a, give it a shot. It is a risk-free bet. So uh, thank you to our sponsors for uh, providing this uh, podcast uh, in front of the in front of the paywall. We do this seven days a week on the NBA. We do a weekly uh, golf show, and we'll have uh, football podcasts three to four times per week uh, this fall. We'll have you ready for every slate. So, first game on the docket is Oklahoma City against Memphis. MyBookie.ag line is Oklahoma City minus three and a half, over under of two twenty four. Big news here is that Schroeder is still out for OKC and Triple J is out for Memphis with the knee injury. So uh, big shift in usage on both sides of the ball here, Shane. Who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, for OKC, we Chris Paul has been playing great, but the issue is he's priced up quite a bit. He's 7,800 FanDuel, 8,100 DK. And Chris Paul is kind of like a cash game play because he's a little limited on a ceiling, but he's been playing great. So he's kind of a little more uh, probably a better real world uh, basketball player than a fantasy basketball player at this point. I mean, I watched him the other night. He was excellent out there, you know, the ultimate floor general and really good. So I don't think I'm going to be getting up to that price point for Chris Paul, but I do want to mention that he's looking really good. So he's a good play. But I am interested in Shea Gildas Alexander because he can play some point guard and play off guard. And uh, Memphis isn't really good at uh, guarding either position. And uh, this is going to be a pace up game for them. And I think that plays into his skill set of kind of being a slasher. He can still shoot on the perimeter. He can get some defensive stats. 
So I really like Shea Gildas Alexander. He's 7,500 on FanDuel, and he's a pretty reasonable price on DraftKings at 6,800. Um, so I do like him as having upside and having a pace-up game and playing, you know, the one and two guard, uh, being able to play both positions and just get a lot of get a lot of minutes and a lot of usage here. So he's one guy I'm looking at there. And then over on the Memphis side. This might be a game where I don't play John Morant as much as I love John Morant. I like his aggressiveness and I like what he's been doing. You know, you typically don't want to target Chris Paul and company here with OKC. They're a tough defensive game and it's kind of a pace down game for them. Um, but those big guys in there like uh, Joe, Joe Valanciunas uh, is good. He's solid and he's a double double machine. If he gets solid minutes, he's 7,500. On uh, on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. Uh, you know, we'll see how, uh, you know, uh, Steven Adams looks. He got a little bit uh, roughed up last game as well and went to the locker room. He came back out and he was okay, but we'll see how that matchup looks. And then Brandon Clark is the other guy that's filling in for Jaron Jackson Jr. Getting He's going to get more usage, and he didn't put up a monster game last game, even though a lot of people played him. So that recency bias might actually give him lower ownership. So if you want to capitalize on Brandon Clark getting more usage and more playing time here and getting all those different, uh, you know, he can get a lot of different statistics, rebounds, blocks, steals. He's 5,900 on FanDuel, and he's really affordable on DK at 4,900. So I think Brandon Clark is a good play with the recency bias of him being highly owned last game and not really producing that much. That could probably uh, steer a lot of people away from him. They kind of burned, he kind of burned some people. So that might help lower his ownership if he can have his ceiling game uh, and get up there, which I think he could here, even though OKC is pretty tough. So that's kind of the main guys I'm looking at here. Um, not a, not targeting this game a lot, but there's definitely a couple good plays here. Yeah, I'm right with you. Brandon Clark, uh, certainly attractive to me on DraftKings. I agree with, with Triple J out. I really want to have either Clark or Joe Val in my lineup, or at least most of my lineups. Um, you know, Clark got 27 minutes the last game, and that's the key for me. If he gets 27 to 30 minutes, he's he hustles so well, uh, rebounding on both ends, uh, you know, putbacks, lobs. Uh, so I hope, like you said, that people are a little bit disappointed. And and they don't play him as much and they think, oh, well, you know, OKC is a tough defense. But I just think at four point nine on DraftKings, uh, that's that's really going to be hard to pass up. Joval, you know, a little bit easier to pass up with that with that price tag. Uh, I do like a center here later in the slate in that same price range. But I think he's worth getting some exposure to if you're if you're playing multiple lineups. I'm not going to play jaw. He's not been good against OKC. He has been good recently, but. Uh, I like some other guards better. And uh, same thing on the OKC side. I like I like Shea's price. He's been good against Memphis this year. And now with Schroeder out, he's going to have even more of an opportunity. If you really need a value play from this game, you could look at Dort at 3.5. Uh, but there is going to be some value opening up later. Uh, so I don't think you need to go there. He did get uh, 6-7x return here recently, though. So he's one of those guys that's getting more and more run. Uh, more and more confidence. Uh, so not the worst play, but, um, you know, we'll see how the uh, value plays later in, this, in the slate stack up against him. Yeah. All right, game two. Uh, this one should be a little bit more explosive in terms of scoring than that first game with a 224 total. 
final lines are not out yet, and this is Sacramento against Brooklyn. Sacramento coming off a back-to-back big victory over the Pelicans, 140-125. to 125. De'Aaron Fox and Bogdan Bogdanovich both went off. So they get a back-to-back situation here against Brooklyn with a bunch of question marks. You know, they've really been shuffling their lineup, um, trying to avoid playing everybody. Uh, but there's only so many guys left. So as of right now, we've got Jamal Crawford out with the hamstring. We've got Joe Harris questionable with the left groin and Jarrett Allen questionable with the ankle. So Harris and Allen, those are the big, big question marks that are going to be uh, huge on this slate. You know, um, we've seen how much things can change when Brooklyn shuffles their lineup and the value opens up depending on which site you're you're playing because the prices have been very different from site to site. Shane, we talked about that recently uh, before the Milwaukee game. So um, with those question marks in mind, how do you sort this one out for us? Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to keep an eye on the Jared Allen, Joe Harris news. Those guys have been playing good when they're in there, but Brooklyn doesn't seem to really want to play all their starters because – I don't know that they really have serious injuries. They look just fine when they played the other night. So I, I keep joking. The Brooklyn guys, they keep tripping on the sidewalk, you know. Right. They, you know, they scrape their knee on the sidewalk, and, you know, walking around Disney laying there or, <laughs> you know, Disney World or whatever. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I think that uh, we probably will get news. I'm guessing that they're going to be out, Jared Allen and Joe Harris. Why would they put them as questionable? It seems like they want to put they want to just put them as questionable and then they're out. But obviously, we got to wait for confirmation. As of right now, we don't have that confirmation. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, if Jared Allen's out again. Do we take a look at uh, Kuruks again? Uh, he's uh, 3,600. You get him near minimal price, and the guy's very talented. Uh, you know, in minimal minutes last game, he he looked good. So if he gets up there in the mid 20s minutes to high 20s, I think he's a great play again. Um, he's got, he does a little bit of everything, you know, he can shoot threes, he can drive, you know, he can get defensive stats. So I love cool roots if Jared Allen and Joe Harris are out again. Um, and then if Levert is playing, I mean, it's going to be the one man show there. He's going to be the star for them. So it's going to be really hard not to play Levert if he, if we feel like he's going to play and get full-time minutes here. Uh, in Sacramento's not really like that much of an imposing matchup here. Um, they're decent, but they're not that much of an imposing, and they're coming off that fast-paced back-to-back, you know, game that was pretty intense there. Uh, so yeah, definitely got to fire up Levert here. 7,900 on FanDuel, I'm willing to pay that, and 7,100 on DK. Hey, DK actually priced them less than FanDuel, so that's good, right? So 7,100 there. So yeah, we'll be looking at Levert for sure here, and then on the Sacramento side. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has just been on a tear and he may be worth paying up for as well here. Uh, I don't know who's going to be able to guard him in Brooklyn. I mean, LaVert's pretty good on defense, but they just have a a bunch of backup guys that might be playing here. So Fox could kind of have his way with them. And I'm not too worried about Fox. I feel like he's in great condition to be able to to handle the back-to-back and still get minutes. So he's 8,000 on FanDuel, 7,600 on DK. Uh, Bogdanovich is going to be really, I think, pretty highly owned because he's coming off that monster game uh, from yesterday, and he's really cheap. He's 4,900 uh, on uh, FanDuel and 5,100 on DK. So I think he's highly owned, but I feel like he could he could be in a letdown spot here coming off that uh, really big game, and he just goes out and has an average game. That's kind of his MO. 
but you never know unless unless he's been hanging out with Michael Porter Jr. I'm I'm a little nervous about him <laughs> going back to back here. Yeah. Uh, and then the other guy I kind of like is a little bit of a sleeper here is uh, Rashawn Holmes. He's uh, center on DK at 4,900, and he's power forward on FanDuel at 5,500. I feel like Holmes can uh, can get in the mix there and exploit the weakness of Brooklyn down low in terms of rebounds. He's the type of guy that can rack up some blocks and steals, and, and, and if he gets involved and actually gets a little bit of scoring down low too, I feel like they can attack down low there. So I like Rashawn Holmes because he hasn't really done much lately, but I feel like he's due for a good game and he's pretty affordable. Um, so that's kind of the what I'm looking at in this game so far. Yeah, I, I love your breakdowns there on, on both sides. Uh, it's an if game with uh, with Brooklyn, and it's it's one of those logical, you know, mathematical theorems. The uh, if then, so yeah. if if Allen is out, then you play Kuroks. I mean, for me, it's it's a slam dunk at 3,900 on DraftKings, and I think you said 3,600 on FanDuel, right? Just yeah, yeah. way too cheap for the amount of minutes he's going to get. You know, Sacramento's 20th defensively. Wide open game fits him perfectly. So I'll pair him with Levert in every lineup and uh, be excited about it. Um, on the Sacramento side, Fox, I think I agree. I think we can have faith in his his youth, his energy, his stamina. Um, so I, I think he's a strong play, a little pricey at 7.6. Um but I think he's worth investing in. Um, not not a lock and load like Levert, but uh, strong play. Bogdanovich, I will play him again. Um, not every lineup, just in case. He he can be boomer bust. He's not the most consistent guy. I mean, he's no Michael Porter Jr. yet, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. we need a few more games out of him before we can put him in that category. But yeah, uh, and I like your Holmes play. Um, I feel like there's a chance he'll go a little bit underlooked um, on on DraftKings here because we've got, you know, Embiid. If if folks want to pay up for Embiid, who's only center eligible, we've got Thomas Bryant. We already mentioned Joe Val. Um, so you know he might get lost in the shuffle a little bit, and he hasn't been. He really hasn't been that productive or reliable so far in the bubble. He's gotten in foul trouble. He hasn't taken a ton of shots. So this may, might be one of those plays where you like to talk about, Shane, where you get the guy on the breakout night. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no secret he's going against Brooklyn here, and they're already depleted in a major way you know, in, in the front line. So it's not like it's some crazy off-the-wall play. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just, again, with position eligibility on DraftKings, I think he might go a little bit lesser owned than you might think. So... Uh, he's worth yep. considering. Bielitsa is worth considering. Um, so that this is a game, again, that you do want some exposure to. Uh, we don't have the final lines yet, but I think it'll be the second highest total on the slate. So uh, certainly we'll have a bunch of exposure here. Yeah, interesting that the game before uh, on uh, August 4th against Dallas, Bogdan Bogdanovich was one for 15 shooting. And then he came out, you know, uh, yesterday against New Orleans on fire, you know, uh, six for nine from three pointers, 13 out of 20. So and then, you know, the game two games before that, he was only four for 13. So which Bogdanovich are you going to get on fire exactly. Bogdanovich 
or, <laughs> you know, or, or shooting slump Bogdanovich. I mean, right. if you believe in trend and you play him, but I don't know if I can trust him, but he certainly is going to be in play. But it's interesting correlation here is that if Jared Allen is out, you could probably fire up Kurooks if you're looking for a value guy that we think has does have a little bit of upside. And then the question is, with their weakness down low, they don't have Jared Allen protecting the rim or anything. Is Rashawn Holmes even a better value play as well, a, under the radar guy, because he can just eat down low, um, you know, get a ton of rebounds, blocks, and all those stats. So I think all, those are all things that are kind of correlating here in this in this game. So and it should be you know a fairly fast-paced game, uh, you know. And if it's anything, if Sacramento wants to play like they did against New Orleans and Brooklyn's already fast-paced, then hey, this could be a good fantasy game. So, exactly. so we're going to be keeping a close eye on this one as we get into the morning hours here. Right on. Yeah. All right. Game three on this slate, this five-gamer, is a 6:30 Eastern tip-off between Orlando and Philly, and this one could get a little bit ugly. Line's not out yet because of the injury news here. We've got Aaron Gordon doubtful with a hamstring. Shane and I both think that he's going to be out uh, because Orlando's basically locked into the eight seed. I mean, they're in the playoffs. We'll see if they finish seven or eight, but uh, not a, no real reason to risk Aaron Gordon's long-term health here. They already had the devastating injury this week to Isaac. So uh, we both expect him to be out. Michael Carter-Williams is questionable. So bottom line is we're going to have some potential value plays on Orlando. You know, here's what I'm thinking. Ennis has been starting, and he's 3.7 on DraftKings. I think he's going to get a fair amount of ownership as a value play. He took 12 shots last time out. He was 0 for 6 on threes, but, you know, that was with Gordon in there. So he's one guy that might get some looks. Um, he did have 20 fantasy points in the last game. And then the other guys, you know, I'm not sure who's going to start. That's one thing we'll we'll take a look at here with the news. Could be Wes Awundo at th- at minimum price. Could be Gary Clark at minimum price. I mean, Orlando. The thing with them is they have been playing balanced minutes, but they're losing guys left and right. You know, in that uh, small forward, power forward range. So um, there's going to be some opportunity there and some decisions that will have to be made on potential value plays. So uh, stick with us throughout the day on that. Uh, Philly side, in terms of the injuries, Ben Simmons out with the kneecap injury. Uh, so uh, could be some, you know, uh, increased value here for Shake Milton, Tobias Harris. Uh, new starter, we don't know who that might be. Could be Korkmaz, could be Thibel. Uh, so potential value plays on both sides here, Shane, just because of injuries. Anybody that you're excited about in this game? You know, I could definitely take a look at Evan Fournier because, I mean, you got, you know, Isaacs is out with a bad injury. Uh, Aaron Gordon is, uh, you know, big man, but he's one of their primary scorers. So these shots got to go somewhere. The usage and the production got to go somewhere. So I like Evan Fournier. He is the type of guy that's experienced that could have a breakout game, even though he hasn't played that good lately. I mean, you could also look at Terrence Ross. Uh, I know he doesn't get a lot of peripheral stats, but the guy is kind of a walking bucket. And he's going to get minutes. He's going to get his shots up. And he's been getting a couple blocks and steals. Like last game, he had two steals, a block. You know, he put up 27 fantasy points on uh, FanDuel, 31 minutes. So I kind of I like Terrence Ross. At, uh, he's 5,400 on FanDuel. So he's not bad. I think he'd be pretty low-owned there. 
Um, you could take a look at James Ennis uh, if you're looking for that cheap guy. You know, if you're looking for value there, yeah, 3,800 on FanDuel is really cheap, and 3,700 on DK. So, so you kind of have to pay attention to those guys there uh, for Orlando because, like you said, they normally want to spread it out and just play like 12 or 13 guys, but they don't have an, enough guys now. So they're going to have to tighten up the rotation, and someone's got to score. And if it ends up being a blowout, you know, someone's still got to play, you know, Terrence Ross could play into the, into the end of the game and just keep scoring, even if they're getting blown out by Philly um, on the Philly side, you got to kind of worry a little bit, or, you know, is Embiid even going to play a full game here? Cause you know, with Embiid's history, I don't think they're going to give him a full workload here. You know, why would you need to with this depleted Orlando uh, team here? But I do like Shake Milton. He's uh 4,700. Starting point guard, obviously, with Ben Simmons out, he's going to get a full run here, and he's got a good matchup. Uh, I'm obviously not too worried about uh, some of the guys for Orlando there, uh, their their guards. So I like Shake Milton at 4,700 on FanDuel, 58 on DK is a little more, but I think he's worth it. Tobias Harris is too cheap on FanDuel, and FanDuel is a little limited for small forward position. So you're going to see a lot of ownership on FanDuel for Tobias Harris at 6,800, and you might have to just eat the chalk there. But he's really expensive on DK at 8,300. So I don't know if he's worth paying up there. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot going on there as well with these injuries on both sides, major injuries to their star players, Aaron Gordon and Ben Simmons. And that makes everything. But then you also have blowout potential here as well and like workload potential. How, how much is our guys even going to play? Um, so that's kind of where we're at. I think I think we're kind of on an, an Embiid fade. I, I, at least I am. I'm kind of fading Embiid because I don't trust the minutes here. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to fade Embiid as well, especially on DraftKings. He's 10.5. That's $1,200 more than anyone else on the slate uh, in a blowout potential, um, you know, against a slow-paced team that's strong defensively, hasn't done anything special against Orlando. So I, I, I just don't see the, the need to go to Embiid. Uh, there's lots of other mid-tier guys here I'd rather combine on my roster. So I'm going to leave Embiid off of it. Um, and I agree with you on the rest of the Philly breakdown. You know, Milton is really cheap on FanDuel, a uh, much tougher decision on DraftKings at 5.8, but he's going to have more usage with Simmons out. Um, and then, yeah, that is the question with Harris. 8,300, such a big price jump on DraftKings. So I think you'll get him at lower ownership there than on, on FanDuel for sure. And, you know, who's going to guard him with Gordon and Isaac out? you know, much better matchup for Harris than what he would normally see. So um, back on the Orlando side, uh, I, I I see what you're saying about Fournier. Uh, you know, he's just one of those guys I, I can't ever seem to get right. I don't trust him. He certainly could go off here with more of an opportunity. Uh, but I feel like for the most part, I probably won't go there. Um, and I'm, I'm not really psyched about any of these value plays at this point, uh, but we will wait and see. Uh, we'll see who's starting. There's a chance I might get a little bit of exposure to one of them. I mean, uh, Terrence Ross is $5,000 on DK. Uh, guess how many three-pointers he attempted. Now, we don't need to talk about how many, how much he made, but how many three-pointers did he attempt last game? How about 12? 11. <laughs> he okay. attempted 11. So he's three out of 11, overall six for 14 shooting. And that was Aaron Gordon played most of that game. And Aaron Gordon puts up quite a few shots, too. So, yep. 
the minutes are going to be there, and he's going to put up a ton of shots. And Terrence Ross can get hot at times. He does have uh, – he's had a few ceiling games, like 50-point fantasy games this year. Or, you know, however way you want to look at it, last year or, you know, before the restart. So right. – so I I, I kind of like Terrence Ross, and I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. So that's why I, I do like him. And I think he's got – he's the perfect guy. He's, he's around the $5,000 range, and he's got upside here. And people are not thinking, hey, let's play Terrence Ross, you know, for the Orlando Magic. Right. So, right. yeah, so that's why I like him. So. Yep. All right, two games left here. And the next one should have a lot of points. Again, the line is not up yet, but I think it will be the highest total on the board it's the Wizards against the Pelicans. Pelicans on a back-to-back here after that 140 to 125 shootout loss to Sacramento. Um, we don't have any news yet on this game. Zion played 22 minutes in the last one. We don't know yet if he's going to play again or what exactly they're going to say about his minutes on this one, whether it's five-minute bursts. Or you know we'll we'll play it by ear. Uh, we we just don't know at this point. It's uh, early in the morning here, but um, man, frustrating. I played him in the showdown slate. He went 12, 10 for 12 from the field, but he only played those 22 minutes. Only got two rebounds, two assists. Uh, even in that shootout, they just you know they didn't really let him let him run. Um, so with with that uncertainty there. Um, what are you thinking about this game? Because we have the Wizards are number six in pace on the season. Pelicans are number two. They're both poor to bad defenses. So, again, I, I'm expecting a lot of fantasy uh, potential here. Who are you picking out of this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, I kind of like some of the Washington guys because you can get exposure to by this is by far the fastest pace, should be the highest scoring game. And neither team's really that great on defense either. So you got a lot of good variables here and you can get the Washington guys at value here. So it's just a matter of picking, you know, take a couple of those Washington guys, picking the right ones. Um, So Jerome Robinson is kind of interesting. He's kind of coming out of nowhere and he's just been firing up shots and he's got the green light. It's a fast paced game and he's been playing good. He's getting minutes. He's putting up a lot of shots. And he's not a guy that a lot of people are thinking about. He's only 4,500 on FanDuel. They have him as a point guard, even though he pretty much plays off guard there. So 4,500 on FanDuel, I think he can hit value there. I think he can hit six to seven times value uh, in this fast-paced matchup. So I do like him. And uh, he is 4,900 on DK, and he's small He's small forward or shooting guard eligible. So he can he can you can play him as a guard, you know, uh, or forward on DK as well. So uh, I think he's a good value play actually, uh, even though he's kind of an under the radar guy. And then Troy Brown Jr. has been good too. He's been filling up the stat sheet and and just doing a little bit of everything. And he's 5800 on Fanduel, 5500 DK. You can take a look at Ish Smith if Ish Smith is going to start again. Uh, New Orleans is not good against point guards, and uh, he's 5300 on uh, Fanduel, 5000 on DK. So he's good. And then uh, I know that uh, we talked a little bit before the podcast. We both really like Thomas Bryant. Uh, he's priced up now. So because he's so expensive and some people don't even really want to mess with playing a lot of Wizards here, he might be a little bit lower owned. Uh, but, yeah, he's been just on a tear. The main thing with him is he can if he can stay out of foul trouble. So if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's a really good play. He's 7700 on FanDuel, so pretty expensive there, and 7200 on DK. But I think he is worth paying up here. 
especially since we're probably not paying up for Embiid in this slate. And then on the New Orleans side, uh, I'm not looking for a ton of exposure on the New Orleans side, but I do like Brandon Ingram. I think he's a pretty good value on FanDuel at 7,500. He's priced up a little bit on DK at 8,400. And then I think Drew Holiday is due for a big game. He hasn't really done much lately, but he's 7,700. Here's a nice price discrepancy for you here. This is the one I was thinking of earlier. 7,700 Drew Holiday on FanDuel. And I think you know how much he is on DraftKings. 9,300 on DraftKings. (laughs) So you talk about a price discrepancy there. Uh, So, yeah, I think he might be worth paying up for uh, in this matchup. I think DraftKings is seeing the matchup and seeing the pace and saying Drew Holiday ceiling game here. And FanDuel is like, okay, we're just going to put Drew Holiday at, you know, we might put, (laughs) we might increase his price by $200, you know, normally he's about 7,500. So big price increase there. Uh, Yeah. So that's kind of what we're looking at there. Pretty concentrated. Yeah. Not really interested in Zion. We don't know if he's going to play a back to back. He's super explosive in those limited minutes, but he doesn't really play that much. So and I'd, New Orleans doesn't really have much to play for. I mean, they're right on the edge. I don't think they're going to be able to get him there into that uh, playoff game there because Portland's on fire right now. Um, so it's kind of Memphis and uh, Me- Memphis and Portland kind of battling for that. So I don't know how, how much New Orleans is going to try to risk Zion for, the, for a playoff run when they're almost eliminated. They're not technically eliminated, but they're pretty close here. So um, yep. So what do you, what do you think? You, you're liking this game a lot as well, aren't you? I am. And I agree. It's just a matter of uh, picking out the right guys uh, on the Wizards side. I like the combo of Ish and Bryant. Uh, I, I like the potential correlation there. Reasonable yeah. prices. I mean, Bryant's a little bit priced up, but, you know, because I don't want to pay for Embiid, you know, his 7.2 looks pretty good next to Embiid's 10.5. And as I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, I really like how Bryant is taking more threes. So he's, you know, he's being really aggressive, double-double last time, and he added two steals and four blocks. So uh, in a fast-paced game like this one, I think he could repeat that type of performance. Brown, uh, Troy Brown Jr., certainly in a nice potential value play. Um, you know, it's a great point you made about Robinson. Um with uh, the the amount of shots he's getting up off the bench, uh, I think it's it's wise to consider him. And on on the Pelican side, you know the 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 challenge we always have if Zion plays is just that split usage between the four guys, Lonzo, Drew, uh, Ingram, and Zion. But since at this point we think there's a decent chance he's not going to play, I, I'm really liking here Brandon Ingram here as my favorite guy on New Orleans. 8400 on DraftKings, reasonable price for him. In fact, he may be the the guy that I use that is the most expensive player on my roster because I'm not I'm not paying for Embiid. Um, there's a good chance I won't pay for Drew Holiday, even though it's a it's a good matchup here, just because of that price discrepancy you you, you mentioned. He's so expensive on DraftKings comparatively, so it may be Ingram here as my my highest priced guy. It's kind of a weird slate here for pricing with uh, with the studs. So uh, he's my number one choice, and there's a chance I'll just go there and leave it at that. But um, if you're playing multiple lineups, you may may want to build a lineup where you get you know at least five guys from this game, give it a nice healthy stack, and hope that it's a real shootout, a real shootout, and a, and a close one at that. Absolutely. 
All right, Shane, you ready for the final game of the night? Yep, absolutely. Let's go. Nice matchup here. Two excellent teams out of the East, Boston and Toronto, playing at 9 p.m. Eastern. And mybookie.ag has this one as a three-point favorite for Toronto, over under 218.5. And we don't have any current news here. But we can anticipate that Kemba Walker will be back in the lineup. He sat out the last game, which was the second night of a back-to-back. So it's looking like Boston will have their full crew. And same thing with Toronto. So anyone uh, stand, anyone jumping off the page for you here in this one? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a probably a better game for real life you know, basketball than fantasy basketball. Again, it's, you know, it's going to be a super competitive, two of the best teams in the East here. Uh, both teams playing pretty good, especially Toronto. They're, they're just red hot right now. They're just locking people down on defense and just, just, they're really efficient on offense. So it, because of that, probably not going to have a lot of exposure here. Um, I do feel like Jason Tatum is due for a little bit of a bounce back here. He's had a couple, uh, uh, one good game and a couple rough games. The last game he got into foul trouble early. He didn't look very good. He couldn't get into a rhythm. But I think that if he stays out of foul trouble, I do like Jason Tatum. He's pretty cheap on FanDuel at 7,500, and there's only so many power forward options. So I can see him being pretty highly owned there. He's 7,900 on DK. And then uh, Hayward is – pretty cheap here. Gordon Hayward is pretty cheap on FanDuel at 5,900. So even though it is a tough matchup, that's pretty cheap and he can do, he can do a little bit of everything as well. Uh, he's 7,000 on DK. So you see the discrepancy there. So, so Gordon Hayward's not bad on FanDuel. I think Tatum is pretty good value at 7,500 and he, he's definitely a guy that has that 40 to 50 point ceiling and he's only 7,500. So even this is a tough matchup, it should be a close game as well. Currently, the early early projections over under, what, 218.5. Toronto's only a three-point favorite. So it should be a close game here. Uh, Kemba Walker comes back, takes a little bit of usage, but he doesn't play that much either. He plays in, what, the low 20 minutes, probably something like that. So, yep, so that's what I'm looking at here. And it's really hard to get to too many guys on the Toronto side here, even though they've been on fire. I mean, you can look at Van Vliet, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not really too interested in Lowry. Uh, I just think it's a it's a tough matchup for them. Boston's playing uh, good defense, so I'm not interested in paying up for those guys really. Siakam had a bad game last game, so I don't I, I don't know if I can go back to the well there. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Fairly minimal exposure to this game because of the defensive prowess and the and the pace of it's not really that great either. So. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a good chance I'm going to fade this game completely. Um, you know, just not explosive teams with fast pace. I mean, very, very good teams, but they're both so good defensively. You know, Toronto's ranked second, Boston's ranked fourth on the season. So I'm just not expecting a high scoring game here. And prices are all solid to a little bit expensive on DraftKings, at least. Um, On the Boston side, the, the guy that I think makes the most potential sense would be Jalen Brown at 6,900. He's usually not the Celtic that I pick out, but he has averaged 40 fantasy points against Toronto. So you could go there, but I I probably won't. Um, On the Toronto side, I agree. Siakam has just been underwhelming here recently. 
So I don't think I'll pay 8.2 on DraftKings for him. Fred Van Vliet has really been the most consistent player here in the bubble. 41, 51, and 45 fantasy points the last three out uh, on DraftKings. He's 7.7, though, on DraftKings. So, you know, he's more expensive than Shea. He's more expensive than Karis LeVert. Um, so I, I probably won't go there either. He's he's also $100 more than Fox. So, you know, uh, just probably, probably won't have anybody in my primary build from this game. Yeah, and Jalen Brown is, is affordable on FanDuel as well at $6,000. But, uh, you know, if he's facing up with uh, – if he's if he's going up against like Siakam or even Adenobi, he's pretty, pretty good defensive players there. So where I think uh, if Gordon Hayward gets down low, uh, they're a little bit more vulnerable down there uh, for uh, against uh, Toronto is. But they're yeah they're perimeter guys you know they're they're midsize guys and their perimeter guys are really tough so I don't I don't really want to uh, mess with them too much but Jalen Brown has been really good he's been uh, really one of the quiet stars here uh, in this restart uh, and he's quite, kind of flying under the radar FanDuel did price them down appropriately for this difficult matchup for Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown so those guys will definitely have exposure because they're really good but it's it's a little hard to trust them in this matchup though they, they won't have a it's hard to have a ceiling game but there there is potential there though yep absolutely well it'll be a it'll be a fun slate here with a lot of news. Uh, we invite you to jump in with us as a as a member. We've got these uh, seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts in front of the paywall. And then as a member, what we do, as, as we said at the top, is we give you the full FanDuel lineup every night, uh, every night that there's NBA, which is seven days a week. Uh, it's such an exciting time with, uh, with that, along with uh, golf and baseball lineups that we're giving out and getting ready for football. So we'd love to have you jump in as a member. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. And uh, please also, if you could follow us on social media so we can interact with you. Shane is at DET Sports Shane on Twitter. I am at Language Olympic. And you can also find the entire crew at DFS Coach Talk. Our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati, who is known as Coach. You can find him at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And our man, Freddie Mills, who helps us with baseball and golf. He is at Freddie Mills 7. And Shane runs our Instagram page, DFS underscore Coach Talk. We'd love to have you check that out. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up and subscribe so you know when the podcast posts. We're trying to get these NBA podcasts out basically in the middle of the night so the folks on the West Coast can listen to it before bed. Everybody else can listen to it at breakfast on their way to work, or at lunch, you know, however it works for you. So uh, that's what we're doing. So we'd appreciate the thumbs up and the like. And our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk is mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org, set up by the Bryant family. Uh, Shane, did I miss anything? Any final thoughts, any words of wisdom? No, I think that uh, there's a lot of little uh, sneaky plays in this slate, so I think we can definitely gain an edge. And the, there's a lot of interesting news that are going to change the slate as the, as the news goes on. And we have until uh, 4 p.m. Uh, today to, to figure all that out, which is good. So 
we're going to be putting a lot of uh, a lot more prep uh, research and prep into this slate, and I think we we have a lot of good information already. So it's it's just going to keep getting better. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a good slate to play. I think that we're going to definitely be uh, we're going to be all over this to have some awesome FanDuel lineups and some great DraftKings picks as well. So definitely jump in and join us. Absolutely. So uh, thank you again to our sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Got a great promo code uh, offer on our website, so go check that out. And same thing with TVG, where the world watches and wagers on horse racing. Please join us again tomorrow for another NBA podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, maybe a little surprise there. I won't uh, I won't spoil it for you, but be sure to tune in. So that'll do it for tonight, the Friday slate. On behalf of Sugar Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in, and be sure to tune in again tomorrow for another DFS Coach Talk NBA podcast as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.